0: Please be aware, we use audio clips and sound bites sourced from the internet. We do not own exclusive rights to these materials. They are used for educational purposes, and all credit goes to their respective creators and copyright holders. If you have concerns about our use of your content, please contact us and we would address it promptly. Hello, my fellow business health enthusiast. This is Elasi Kwame and I am thrilled to welcome you to the very first episode of Business Health Podcast. Today, we are embarking on a journey that's all about reimagining the way we view business. It's about looking beyond profit margins and embracing a holistic approach to business health. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Our traditional view of business often revolves around financial success. But what if I told you that business can and should do more? Business health is the key. It's about finding the sweet spot where success, sustainability, and the well being of employees and the environment intersect. It's not just a trend, it is a whole revolution. Our traditional view of business has often centered on financial success, and rightly so. After all, Businesses need to be financially viable to succeed or to, be, to, to survive in an environment in which they operate, right? But what if I told you that business can and should do more? What if I said that focusing solely on profit margins is like navigating with blinders on, missing the bigger picture? Business health is about broadening our perspective. It's about acknowledging that a business is not an isolated entity. But a part of a complex ecosystem. It's understanding that a business success, sustainability, and the well-being of its employees and the environment are all interconnected. This isn't just a passing trend; it is a revolution in how we perceive business. In fact, in our first example, consider Patagonia. So, Patagonia is an apparel outdoor company. It is founded by Yvon Chouinard. It is a prime example of a business that has made business health its core mission. Patagonia's financial success is undeniable, but what sets them apart is their unwavering commitment to environmental and social responsibility. Patagonia famously pledged to donate 1% of its sales annually to environmental causes. They also launched the Common Trend Initiative, the CTI, urging customers to buy less and reduce waste. They even repaired damaged Patagonia products, giving them a second life instead of pushing for new purchases. In fact, in 2022, he announced to give the entire company in a very big way. Good Morning America on the 15th September 2022 reported this. Now, take a listen.
1: The stunning announcement from the founder of Patagonia. Sharing that he's giving away, giving away the $3 billion company to help fight climate change. Our chief business correspondent, Rebecca Jarvis, is here with that. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Robin. And it's extraordinary not only because of what he's doing, but how he's doing it. Most billionaires donate tiny slivers of their wealth while they're still living, but not the founder of Patagonia. He says his two adult children don't want the money, and he and his wife don't need it. So they're giving away the $3 billion company he founded a half century ago. With their signature jackets, vests, and pullovers, Patagonia has become one of the biggest apparel brands in the world. The activewear company worth $3 billion. But this morning, Patagonia's founder, Yvon Chouinard, making a landmark decision to give away all of his company's profits, estimated at $100 million a year to help Mother Earth. Not a lot of people understand how serious we are about saving this planet. I'm dead serious. Schwinald deciding to transfer ownership to a trust and a nonprofit organization dedicated to combating climate change and protecting undeveloped land all around the world. The job of these nonprofits are, is to invest this money into environmentally uh, friendly initiatives and into political candidates. Schwinald saying, Earth is now our only shareholder. The 83-year-old founder saying what Patagonia has been doing, donating 1% of their sales to climate change efforts, wasn't enough. And we needed to find a way to put more money into fighting the crisis while keeping the company's values intact. And he could have sold the company and given away the money or taken it public, which would have given him a lot of money to fund climate causes, but he believed that would have given up too much control. His kids will continue to work at the company, but the family will no longer take profits. Guys, the biggest question here is, do others follow in these footsteps? It is a fascinating experiment, extraordinary.
0: Honestly, at this point, I don't know who would give an entire company to take care of the environment. This is a whole 3 billion empire, giving it out for the for the environment. You can imagine him pursuing business health as his major focus. Financial success was undeniable, of course, but see where it landed him. I don't think any of us would actually um, would love to do such a thing without having recourse to loving the earth. In fact, he mentioned that there is no other better shareholder than the planet. So, what is the domino effect about this? But here's where it gets interesting. You know, Patagonia's commitment to sustainability and employee well being hasn't hurt its financial success. In fact, it's rather enhanced it. By embracing these principles, they have created a fiercely loyal customer base. People don't just purchase or buy Patagonia products, they buy into their mission they are willing to pay a premium for a brand that stands for something beyond profit. David Callahan, a founder and editor of Inside Philanthropy said.
1: Even those who we call generous and think of as big philanthropists, they don't give away a huge fraction of their wealth. So this is very different. This is much more dramatic than we usually see in the world of philanthropy.
0: What he actually said is true it is sort of like a win-win situation here let me explain this isn't just a story about socially responsible company it's a testament to the win-win scenario of business health employees at patagonia are happier and more engaged because they are not just selling products they are part of a movement and their eco-friendly practices not only help save the planet but also save money through reduced waste and resource consumption. The Patagonia example is just one of many. The point is, your business health isn't just about doing the right thing for the environment or your employees. It's about securing a bright future for your business. It's about creating a business that isn't just a profit machine, but a force for good. As we venture deeper into the world of business health, we would explore practical steps that you can take regardless of your business size or industry, from nurturing your employees' well-being to implementing sustainable practices that make financial sense. We would give you the tools and inspirations to embark on your own business health journey. Now, for the part two of this, I'm going to talk about the well-being or the employee well-being connection there should be a connection and i have practical examples to help you with this now let's shine a spotlight on the unsung heroes of every business which are your employees they are not just the corks of the wheel they are the heart and soul of your organization and when they are happy and healthy they become your greatest asset today i'm going to explore why prioritizing the well-being of your employees isn't just a nice to have it's an absolute must-have consider google one of the giants in the tech world it's not just their cutting edge technology that sets them apart it's their commitment to employee well-being at googleplex which is the google headquarters employees can enjoy gourmet meals on-site on-site fitness centers and even take their pets to work The result, (laughs) employees feel valued, cared for and are more motivated to give their best. As a result, Google has consistently ranked as one of the best workplaces in the world or it has consistently ranked as one of the best places to work. Now let's talk Turkey. You might wonder what's in for the business idea, right? Well, happy employees are more engaged, more productive and less likely to seek opportunities elsewhere. They become like your brand ambassadors, spreading positive vibes both within and outside the workplace. Another example I would like you to imagine is supposing you are a sales force leader or you are a leader in a customer relationship management post. And imagine you take business health as a passion, you know, you take it to heart and you offer your employees six days of paid volunteer time off work per per year, encouraging them to give back to their communities. At the same time, they're sort of pitching the customer service or your salesforce idea to the community. You know, this doesn't just create a positive company culture, it also boosts employee engagement, which studies have shown that engaged employees outperform their less engaged counterparts. However, on the flip side, ignoring employee well-being can be very costly. High turnover, decreased productivity, and increased absenteeism can gnaw away at your business health. Another example i like to put across is the um, the example of Amazon retail business. Amazon itself is, is a retail giant. It faced criticisms for its warehouse employee working conditions. While the company has made strides to improve these criticisms, it has actually underlined the importance of addressing employee well-being concerns, ensuring a healthy work environment not only promotes a positive company image, but also reduces operational disruptions caused by employee dissatisfaction. So what can you do for your employees? Start small. That is my best advice. Listen to their needs and concerns. Encourage work-life balance and provide resources for mental health support. Promote a culture of appreciation and recognition. These simple steps can make a big difference in the well-being of your team. As I wrap up on this episode, remember, taking care of your employees isn't just a nice-to-have. It is a must-have for a striving and healthy business. In our next episode, I will dive even deeper into the fascinating world of business health, exploring how environmentally sustainable practices can make a difference. Until then, this is Selassie Kwame Tete. I'm signing off. See you later, guys.